Welcome traders and friends. I'm Elisa Levinson and this is Are You Green? A bi-weekly overview of business news, the stock market, top movers, and my personal swing trades and strategies. Today is Wednesday, March 10th, and this week is finally seeing a market rally on stimulus news. The S&P 500 is green. All sectors are looking green, except of course technology. The XLK was down 0.4%. You guys know I love trading the those tech stocks and it's just because of that volatility. So just because you see some down, that up and down is what I like as a swing trader. But the Dow has gotten everyone's attention today as it rallied up 460 points into the close for a record level close. And the question everybody wants to know, are you green in your personal accounts? Yes, I am green and I'm excited to share more of my trading strategy with you all today. But when we come back, we'll take a look at the top news, top movers, and then we have a listener question and it is about swing trading for investments. And um, I'm really excited to share with you all of that information as well as my personal trades. And then we'll end the cast looking at what, what lies ahead for this week. Stay tuned. Welcome back. It goes without saying that the 1.9 trillion COVID relief package was passed by the House today and that made big news. We are expecting to see President Biden sign this by Friday and stimulus money should go out before the end of the month. President Biden also announced purchasing 100 million more Johnson & Johnson vaccines and I can't wait to get mine when it's my turn. Tesla, although a bit red today, did finally see a rally up yesterday as reports dropped that demand in China for the electric vehicle is holding strong. And so is my still so is my swing trade. I'm still holding there. And Bitcoin along with Tesla rose for the fourth day in a row. It's up 4% today. So the market is very green and um, there's a lot of optimism going on right now with the stimulus going out. The top movers for the losers, it's a very short list. Bed Bath & Beyond is down over 5%. And the top gainers today, besides the entire energy sector, is DraftKings. That's up over 11%. Riot Blockchain up over 8%. We see that go along with Bitcoin. And Volkswagen trades under VWAGY up over 7%. Now on to the listener question. First off, I am beyond excited when I get messages from you all. It's so annoying that Instagram makes it tough to see them sometimes. But anyways, that's where you can message me. It's at Podcast. So please feel free to direct message me. I really love hearing from you. I know it takes me a while to get back. So thank you all for your patience. I especially love questions so that I can answer on the podcast for everyone to hear. I'll never give out your name or any details. And I like to just paraphrase paraphrase the question anyway. Anyways, so you know, don't feel bad about the way that you word it. Um, and let's just get to the question uh, that I got recently. So this listener.
listener said that they are looking to make an investment into the stock market and they want to try out swing trading, but they're very concerned about the risks and they wanted to know if I had any advice for a swing trade that they could enter into um, and basically how to ease into swing trading investing. So I can only speak to my own strategy and you can insert you know, the disclaimer here. I have one on the podcast. I'm not licensed to give you all advice, but I think that that's one of the problems with the financial sector is that you know it makes it feel like there is um, some mystery and confusion around finances and investing in the stock market. And that makes it inaccessible to a lot of people when in reality, there's so much information out there on the internet um, to follow from you know really good sources. You need to make sure you're reading the right things on the internet. But anyways, anyone can invest nowadays, especially with the platforms that have zero um, percent on commission on trading. So I really think that you know we should all be diving into the stock market really as soon as possible and investing that way. And like I mentioned, I can speak to my own strategy. I follow a pivot strategy. But no matter what strategy you use or whatever plan you're um, thinking about investing into the stock market and swing trading with it, first, you need to think about what your expectation is. This is very important. What is success? So looking at investing, there's a difference between savings and investing, and that really has to do with the growth that you can expect. So, you know, some people have money in savings accounts where they're not getting any growth. The money is just sitting there. And because cash does depreciate, it is important that you do have most of your money in some type of, you know, yielding savings accounts. So high yield savings accounts are great because they have a really small interest. It's 0.5 or up to 2% really depending on what the interest rates are and um, at least you know you're fighting inflation there and your cash is sitting in a good place Roth IRAs another great account to have for an investment they see an average of annual returns between 7 to 10 percent okay so that's what you're looking at in those two models and as far as a return on your investment your cash just sitting there for the general stock market the S&P 500 you guys know I track that very closely it can be expected for if you have money in the S&P 500 for you to grow about 10% a year. So that's, you know, the, the annual expectation, I guess. Really, the total return is above that. I think right now it's at 18.4%. So if, um, you know, so if you're in stock market right now, it's above, you know, 10% return, but that's what you can generally expect. And that's why a lot of people do just buy the SPY, S-P-Y. You can buy the S&P 500. It's an ETF. So it's a group of all of the stocks together. And it basically is very safe because you're not you know, betting on one stock over the other, you're just kind of buying into the market. So a lot of people use the S&P 500 to measure their own trade return. And, you know, there's kind of that message if you're beating the market, traders boost all the time, I'm beating the market. So 
that kind of refers to if you're beating the S&P 500. And you know, that is huge. Many individual traders, by the way, they're often called retail traders. So if you hear that phrase, that just is talking about an individual trader, um, they actually are losing money to the market. So that's a really hard thing to hear that people do lose money. So this kind of, that should show you this is serious. And a lot of day traders or people trying to day trade <laughs> is the, actually the better way to explain it. They are losing money as well. So why do I swing trade? Well, it's a really good way to beat the market basically. So a successful swing trader should make about 24% return in a year. So that is again, above the, the S&P 500, you're beating the market. And um, you know, for me, wanting a safe return, wanting to you know really create my investment to build year over year, I'm saving for you know down payment on a house, I'm saving for retirement. That's a really great profit. And you know, with only two percent per month on average, that's how you get to the twenty four percent in a year. Now that is higher than what Warren Buffett's return is. And he's, you know, the one of the best traders of all time. So, you know, he gets about 20% average return. So if I'm doing better than Warren Buffett in percentage wise, then I, you know, I'm pretty happy with it. This month, me personally, I'm at 1.9%. So below that pace this month, but I'm well above, you know, for the year, the last three months, for example, I'm up 19 0.5% as opposed to the 6%. So as a swing trader, I do have some months where I'm, you know, a, a way up above that pace or, you know, even at that pace or a little bit below like this month. But even so, um, you know, I do beat that number. My numbers uh, for the last year were up 80%. So that was huge. And that was in 2020. Obviously, that was so big in 2020 because of the volatility in the market. I bought a lot during the crash. So that's pretty much skewed. But anyways, when you're looking at trading and you're thinking about how much you can expect to make, personally, as a swing trader, I am looking at that 24% return in a year. I want to be at or above that. Um, and I think a good goal is, a, is at Warren Buffett's 20%. So that's me personally. And keep in mind, I don't have a million dollars, you know, but I am still really successful in trading these numbers, you know, I'm sharing with you, it's the truth. And that's kind of what I love about trading is that at some point, it's always kind of personal, especially for us individual or retail traders. So everyone has their own trading goals, everyone puts in their a different initial investments. So anyways, that's the first step. You need to make sure that you have your own goals and your own measure for success. And by making a trading plan, that's how you track that again. Diving into a little bit more of my strategy, I wanna talk about that more since I have been getting a lot of questions. Um, I would suggest reading an article from Investopedia. That's my favorite website. They have some really great informational um, in information. <laughs> Sorry guys, but really you can learn 
learn so much off of that website. You can get like, you know, basically a degree in trading just from reading Investopedia. But they do have an article specifically, it's called Using Pivot Points for Predictions. And that kind of has an overview of my strategy. So I'm going to read straight from um, their key takeaways just so that you guys get an over, overall idea if you've never heard of it before. So pivot points are used by traders in equity and commodity exchanges. They're calculated based on the high, low, and closing prices of the previous trading sessions, and they're used to predict support and resistance levels. Okay, so that's what it says there, right? So what I do is I look at those support and resistance levels, and that helps me enter and exit. And, um, you know, I also have, along with the pivot strategy, I follow a risk strategy of making sure that I'm sizing in and sizing out. And in general, I have some rule of thumbs with the stocks that I choose. So the stock must have volume. It must be over $5 per share. I don't trade in any of like the penny stocks. Um, and again, the volume also helps guarantee that it's going to be a good stock for volatility. So I know that those pivot points are more dependable. And I am, again, planning my trade. So I like to zoom out on the market. Okay, so for the pivot points, there are different time ranges of pivot points that you can see. You have weekly pivot points, monthly pivot points, and quarterly. Those are the three types. Quarterly is the strongest pivot point because it has the most data behind it, if you think about it, right? So that is the pivot point that I really follow. And again, I use that to look at support and resistance levels. So to give you guys a quick example, I want to pull up Apple. That ticker is AAPL. So I'm right now pulling up my Thinkorswim platform. I use Thinkorswim. It's a trading software that is free with a TD Ameritrade account. I want to also do a big plug. Not only are they an amazing broker, but they also provide this platform with paper trading. That's where you can use fake money and do this. If you have a family, which I know some of you who message, message me do, please do this as a family. Start a paper trading account and have fun. You know, buy Apple, buy Facebook and, you know, sell Apple, sell Facebook and have some fun with the paper trading, especially if you have kids around, you know, I, I don't know, ages like six to 15, six, age, six to 20, really. They should be trading and learning about the stock market market and paper trading is a great way to do that. But anyways, pulling up the um, ticker AAPL, ticker is the stock symbol. I'm looking at the time zone to make sure that my time frame is correct. So you can look at the charts in many different time frames um, and then each little ticker that you have, um, I guess I shouldn't say ticker, each little stroke, they're called candles, but the little lines on the st on the chart can also be expressed in different time um, increments. So my favorite is looking at 90 day, five minute candles, but I also like to zoom out and look at 90 day, one hour candles. So that lets me see all of the pivot points. But 
back to Apple. If we look at the 90 day five minutes, we can clearly see at the top, there's a strong quarterly pivot at 126.20. I say it's strong because it's overlapping with other pivots. So that really increases its strength. And there's a monthly pivot right there at 125.80. And then I can see at the bottom, towards the bottom of my chart at 113.81 is another quarterly pivot at the bottom. So that's the kind of corridor that I'm looking at Apple bouncing between right now. So if it goes, you know, below that price, that's when I have to think, is my trading strategy that I'm in right now for Apple, is it, is it like that's kind of my stop loss point. Like maybe it's not going so well because it's not trading within that corridor, right? Between these two pivots. But for me, I'm currently holding Apple around 120 and it's trading exactly as can be predicted. It's just bouncing around this corridor and I'm not worried when it drops to 116 because again, 116, oh, look at that. It's a weekly pivot and it even has room to drop a little bit more down to that 113 if it must drop that far. And those dropping points could be points where I could be sizing in again. And then I am expecting it to bounce up to that 125 level. So that's what I'm waiting um, for this trade. So that's where, you know, my first few sell levels are. Um, Obviously for Apple, I am looking a little bit higher because I'm a little greedy on this trade. I see they have a monthly pivot up at 133. So I have some of my sells up into that level for this stock in particular. But what the pivot points do is they give you so much freedom to see where the market um, is in like a longer time period and see those support and resistance levels um, so that you're not watching every day the you know drops and the, and the ups and the downs. And that's again the thing with the stock market people don't realize. You don't have to wait until it hits a certain point or drops to a certain point to buy. You can put in limit orders. And that's the last thing I want to mention. That's what I do with my trades. I always put in limit orders. So that means that I say that I'm going to buy it at this certain price. So for Apple, I actually bought today. Um, So this kind of goes into my personal trades, which is good. But I bought today. I have a um, buy. I had a buy level in that was triggered around 120. Um, And so that was a buy for me today. And then I also had a buy level in for Apple around 118. That was the low of yesterday, um, but it didn't get filled. But that just means that whenever it, if it does hit that level, it will get filled. And I don't have to watch the stock market every minute. You know, most of you I know have other jobs, which is great. I think that people should be investing on the side at every level of their career. So, um, you know, the, these limit orders, it really allows you to have the f- more freedom to invest in the stock market, put in your orders, let the stock come to you. You know, I have my sell levels in for Apple at 126 because I don't know what could happen tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, that stock could pop up up to that level off the open and fill my orders and that's it. And if I'm not trading that minute, then that's okay because my orders are filled. So that's why, again, having a plan makes um, really elevates your success and having those limit orders gives you the freedom to trade on the side. So since we've been talking about my personal trades, um, we'll also mention some of my sales. As I mentioned, with the market surge, my sales were triggered this week and I didn't have to look at them 
at all or do anything to manage. It just triggered my plan. So with Coke, I've been holding this off for a long time. I've been selling out of it for the last few months, um, but it's and it's almost getting over my like time to hold. But I knew it was going to get to the 52 level that was in my trading plan. It was my final sell and it got triggered today. It was only a three point, a little over a three point gain since my average on this was 48.85. But what I saw in Coca-Cola was just certainty. And at that time, I needed that. You know, sometimes you need to go with the safer trade and that's okay, especially, you know, for your own individual account. So whenever Coke drops into, you know, the low 40s, uh, 46, 47, that's when I do buy because it's just so safe and dependable, even though the volume's not that great. And then General Motors, I had a sell. My average in this has been 50 and I sold at three levels <laughs> this past couple days. I sold at 55, 55.75, and then 56. Uh, 75. So, you know, started out with a five point gain, really great for my swing trades. That's perfect, just what I'm looking for. And then got up to that 56 point. Um, so I'm really happy with GM. I am all out of GM for my swing trading account. However, for my long-term investment accounts, I am holding a little bit of GM for long-term investment until like 2023. Anyways, and then um, I did buy into a new IPO. I'm really bummed about this because I have been waiting for this to go on the market. It's Roblox. For those dedicated listeners, you know I've mentioned it a few times. Trades now under RBLX and it went live this afternoon. So it's really exciting. Um, I don't usually dabble in IPOs, but I feel very strongly about this one for long-term gains. And I also bought this one on a different trading account. And I wanted to mention that as well for those of you who are new traders. You can have multiple trading accounts and it does really help compartmentalize and also with different strategies, it helps a lot. So I bought this on my Webull account and that is more of my risk-taking account, okay? So one, that account specifically has less capital in it and that is the capital that I'm willing to take risks on. So, um, you know, think of this more of a why not trade, money that you really don't miss. Again, it's like if you're a couple and you're thinking about going out to a restaurant, it's going to be probably like $50, $60 these days. Just put that money into an account and, you know, invest some with it. Um, So anyways, so that's why I did buy Roblox. Um, I bought at 66. I have another buy if it drops for some reason down to 50, but I do expect this to be up at 75 um, at some level, maybe even this week. Who knows, really? And for people who are concerned that their numbers are going to go down after the pandemic, just keep in mind that it is a social platform and for kids. Um, you know, it was really built for like the 11 year old, 10 year old. And so, you know, for that demographic, it's always going to be awkward at that point. I remember when I was that age. And so I think that, you know, the, there's a lot of success um, still left for that company. Even as people, the pandemic is over, you meet their, yeah, kids are going to go back to school. And 
I'm hoping they're going to meet new friends, but even so, they're still going to want something to do at home after they're done with their homework. They're still going to want to connect with people online. And I'm just happy that there's a safer platform nowadays. Back when I was a kid, all we had was like aim messaging and sketchy chat rooms. So I just think that the internet is, um, even though, you know, there's a lot more you can get into, it's, it is nice that it does have that platform. And, you know, I am very bullish on Roblox. So that's that's it with my personal account. Thank you guys for tuning in. I know it was a long episode. Um, coming up this week is earnings for JD tomorrow morning. Then we've got DocuSign earnings and Ulta tomorrow after the close. Looking forward to that. And then Friday, we get a report on the producer price index. I'll go over this a little bit more on the Friday episode, but it basically is going over the wholesale prices. And I guarantee you inflation is going to be a hot topic. It's going to be a hot word that you're going to hear across all the financial platforms. And I'll talk about that a little bit more on Friday. Until then, make sure that you're planning your trades and trading your plan.